Hey guys, Jason Davis here. Uh, with everything that's going on out there in culture, in the school system, especially the public school system, right? And drag shows and everything in between, our kids are under attack daily. And that's why I wanted to tell you today about the Tuttle Twins books. Tuttle Twins is really, it's the only books uh, that I know of for kids that really help them develop critical thinking skills about real world concepts, economies, finance, government, freedom, liberty, the free market, how to be self-reliant and outside the system. Right now, we just all have to recognize the world's full of companies and people and politicians that want to expose and influence our kids and in ideas that we don't support. And so that includes school teachers, unfortunately. So Tuttle Twins empowers parents. I encourage you to check them out at TuttleTwins.com or if you go to my website at DontTreadOnLiberty.com and go to Freedom Partners under Tuttle Twins, there is a special offer for you. So DontTreadOnLiberty.com under Freedom Partners. Check out the Tuttle Twins and we do have a special offer for you. Well, let's get back to the show. I hope you enjoy this week. God bless. Fighting back against the left's nonstop attacks on liberty, freedom, and America. America. This is Don't Tread on Liberty. Jason Davis is on the air. Welcome back to Don't Tread on Liberty. Thanks for being here today. Uh, Jason Davis back with you. And a lot going on nationally and uh, locally in Arizona as we continue to be on the front pages uh, with the Maricopa County election audit. So today, uh, I want to bring in a special guest that got some insight into a lot of these issues. He's going to be the president of the Maricopa County chapter of the Arizona Constitution Party. Chris Wilson is with us. Chris, thanks for being here. How are you? Uh, glad, glad to have me. Thank you. Thank you for being had. So let's start with Joe Biden. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but what kind of grade do you give the Biden administration on the constitutionality? Um I don't think the regime, I wouldn't call them administration at this point, I don't know if they've read it. I know they've taken an oath to it, uh, as has uh, you know, every congressperson and senator, uh, both state and local. Uh, they all take oaths to um, you know, support and defend the Constitution. But um, no, not, not much. Uh, I don't, you know, the Constitution is about 5,000 words. Uh, you can read it in a half hour. And, um, you know, I carry one around with me and uh, it, it's less than 50 pages. And that includes the Declaration of Independence. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not, you know, I think uh, there's there's a lot of novels out there that, you know, people spend their time with. But uh, just read it. And if more people read it and we had a more educated uh, society, there would be a lot more hands going up in the classroom going, excuse me, I, I don't know where you're getting this. If people are unhappy with the current uh, gas price, for example, um, the Constitution, you know, is is in Article One is is very clear on, um, you know, how we coin money, and gold and silver are the money, and it's the Treasury that coins the money, not a Federal Reserve that, yeah, we'll just add some more zeros and we'll do this and we'll do that. And when you don't have sound money, the next thing you know, uh, like a friend of mine over in California, you know, sends me pictures from gas stations there, and that's that's not far from us here in Arizona, where it's you know four dollars and fifteen, four twenty five, four dollars and thirty cents a gallon. And I just, you know, being uh, from coming from a small business background, I just can't imagine how that affects, you know, everyone at the state and local level when, when energy prices go up. Yeah, well, and last summer, um, thanks to all the nutballs in California, they couldn't even keep their air conditioning going. Uh, they're rolling blackouts for like 40 days. It's 110 degrees every day over there. You know, I don't know what they're doing or why people still live there. I'm not sure. But 
anyway, we're headed in that direction here in Arizona with uh, the leftists they put on the Arizona Corporation Commission. So I'm sure that yeah. that's in store for all of us here as well. Isn't that great? That's really nice. Oh, I, I think, and we'll talk more about this, but I, I think, you know, and the media has done such a fantastic job of uh, convincing the general public that there's this massive division. You're either Republican or you're Democrat, and they're very, very far apart. And there's this big split. But as we see by the actions of the people with an, you know, an R after their name or a D after their name, they're really not that different. And uh, if, if people are really just had enough, and that was my, as, as a former write-in candidate last year, uh, that was my campaign sign that I put on my, uh, you know, on the street corners, had enough. And it had a picture of, uh, you know, the, 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 the donkey with the line through it and a Republican the elephant with the line through it. You've had enough. You know, the definition of insanity, you know, doing the same thing over and over again. If you're really sick and tired as a small business person, as, as a parent who's you're watching or your kids are going to school being taught, um, really, you know, talk about unconstitutional. I mean, just it, it's indoctrination at this point. Um, if you're really sick and tired of that, you've got to ask yourself, well, what, do you, what am I doing about it? And if you're continuing to, well, I vote Democrat or I vote Republican, you're, you're kind of voting for people that are really not sitting that far apart on the bench. Uh, and I, I think it's, it's time to really you know, take a hard look at, is there a third option? And yes, there is. And it's been one for quite a while. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, Republicans, Democrats, uh, two sides of the same coin. Um, they both work together. I feel like they both have the same agenda. They just, you know, one's a little slower than the other. I feel like, um, you know, Republicans are now in place to keep conservatives appeased and, you know, Democrats keep the left appeased so that they don't have a, a civil war, you know, but basically they're, they're all doing the same stuff. Controlled uh, opposition. Right? Yep, yeah. exactly right. Yeah. So let's go to the audit in Maricopa mm -hmm. County, where every day it even gets better and better. So now, just before we got on this call, the Justice Department, it's being reported that the Justice Department of the United States is trying to shut down the Maricopa County audit. What in the world is going on down there? Well, you know, again, haven't read the Constitution, I guess. They haven't read the 12th Amendment. Um, the uh, the Katie Hobbs and the other people down there at the uh, you know, Arizona um, State Capitol. I guess they haven't read the Arizona Constitution about what their job is supposed to be. Um, what we're seeing is basically, um, you know, it, it's it states in uh, Article Two, Section Twenty One of the Arizona State Constitution, you know, that no that uh, no power, civil or military, but the key is no power, comma, civil or military. Uh, will affect free and equal election, period, end of sentence. So if we're going to say, well, I'm, I'm Katie Hobbs and I swear to uphold, that I will uphold the Constitution of the United States and the Constitution of the state of Arizona, but I'm, you know, and Ducey, Doug Ducey is the same, but if we're going to allow private organizations or organizations outside of the state uh, affect a state, the free and equal elections of, you know, uh, state elections, you violated your oath of office. Well, he's uh, well, they've violated their oath of office so many times that I can't even keep track of right. it. At, um, at minimum, a, a class three felony, a class three felony under Arizona state law. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing is done about it. So this audit, I mean, initially, the Senate of Arizona subpoenas the or the uh, the county for the information and the records and the machines. The county countersues because they don't want to give it up, right. e even though statutorily the 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 Arizona state legislative body controls the election. The county has nothing you know, to say about that. Correct. Uh, 
So then uh, a judge basically allows them to not turn over the information. He he rules that the subpoena is valid. They need to give it over, but then they don't. They drag their feet for, I don't know, six weeks and um, nothing happens to them. Um, You know, finally, they get a ruling again that they're supposed to turn it over. The judge admits that they're in violation of the of his order previously. Still, nothing is done. Um, you know, as a former law enforcement officer, I have to tell you, like, if, if I denied a court order or a judge's order, I'd be in jail. Yeah. You get, you get a free orange outfit, you know? <laughs> so I, again, like, I don't understand what is going on down there. Well, now, everything rises and falls with leadership. And, um, you know, we're in a situation nationally, uh, state, county, uh, local, where, you know, there's just it's a, such a leadership void. And what, what will fill that will be things that aren't very good. So that brings me to my next huge Biden blunder, which is the Arizona border with Mexico. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> what? So so they're not enforcing the law there. No. Um, it's a federal issue. Right. Ducey sent 300 guardsmen down to the border. What are they going to do? I, you know, right. 300 so, guardsmen. It's what? guardsmen per mile maybe yeah and what are they going to do they have no authority to do anything so this is a federal issue but i mean so does the state have any recourse here to do anything about the border i mean uh, their only recourse would be um you know obviously protecting the the private property of uh, people here in arizona um and i've been down there uh, and it's uh you know there's some farms down there that are third and fourth generation and acres and acres of their farmland their ranch land are unusable now so you know we really it, again it gets back to leadership i mean well, where are the constitutional and i am not an attorney nor nor do i pretend to be one but where are the the, the attorneys that are they're filing some sort of federal suit against uh, you know border and uh, ice or something like that to say look you know we, we have multiple u.s citizens or uh or, or this business I maybe mean, it could be a civil case that uh you know you cannot be denied you know um life, liberty, property, I'll do process of law. These people are their property being denied them by you not taking care of your responsibility, protecting their property. So, you know, the next, what, what's, what's the next step? Um, yeah, I mean, and then what they'll do is uh, if the property owner defends his own property, he'll be deemed a domestic terrorist and he'll go to jail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they're, uh, we, we have, the further and further we have drifted away from the constitution, the more and more of a, essentially lawless society we, we have become. And if you speak to any uh, veteran that has served, you know, in Iraq or Afghanistan uh, or other places around the world that has you know, seen with their own eyes what a lawless society looks like, what, how, how quickly they, you end up down that road. And then the next thing, it's, it's not, it's just about power. It's about power. And, and, um, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I just turned 50. I've got, you know, two daughters. I don't want to see what the next 20 years will be like. Do we, do we continue down the road of a lawless society, or do we get back to, look, there's, there's, we got to, you know, that was one of my things with my, uh, my write-in campaign talking to people. I'm like, uh, I'm not here to talk about that Democratic Party or the Republican Party because I don't want to give, you know, I'm not here to give them, uh, promote them. But I will say that, do you not agree? We need to get back to the rule book here. When you're playing the game of Monopoly and you and you got two people that are just, they're cheating left and right, the game, the game's not worth playing. 
So we got to get back to the rule book. The, the federal government has to, uh, uh, you know, take care of their responsibilities and only their constitutional responsibilities. And then, you know, the 10th Amendment, those powers not reserved by the federal government, reserved by the state. Now, I think that uh, vaccine passports are not not the role of the federal government, you know. Right. Um, they're not the role of the state government either. No, no, no citizen shall be denied uh, their rights of citizenship. You know, it says very clearly in the Constitution, um, Article 4, Section 2, if anyone want, listening wants to look it up, basically that the rights of the citizens uh, in this state cannot be changed because they cross state lines. But listen and, here, um, but listen here, this is the fight of our time. Vaccine passports is going to be the fight of our time. Uh, all this other stuff is... I think uh, political theater, what they're really doing Absolutely. is passing they're creating an passports. us and a them. Okay. They're creating an us and a them culture. And we, uh, Jason, you and I have read enough history to know that very bad things happen when you have a society, and, and obviously the media is, you know, the, ma the major media, not what you and I are doing, but the major media. Uh, are promoting this this idea of an us and of them. And, you know, you don't have to go back very far. You can go to the, the Khmer Rouge. You can go back to the Holocaust, the Armenian Genocide. I mean, there's multiple examples of times where they, they drifted away from the rule book. There was an us and there was an us and a them. And the them were relegated to, well, they're they're not white people. You know, they don't really have rights. They're they're uh, they're less than people. They're them. Um, that's that's the truly that's the truly as you say the fight of our times that's the the true scare that uh, your own again uh, Fourth Amendment and I and we have for the last twenty years with the TSA allowed the Fourth Amendment to just be trampled on and trampled over and now we're at a point where your own personal uh, immune system is not your own right anymore and um, pretty scary once you get past that it is it's frightening and this uh, ARS. Uh, 37787, this is the emergency powers law in Arizona that allowed the governor to shut down the state. This same statute empowers him to quarantine people, force vaccinate them if necessary. That's all in the law book. For six weeks, thousands of activists have put heavy pressure on the legislature to pass House Bill 2190, strike all, no vaccine passports in Arizona. We have four Republicans down there blocking this, four so-called Republicans down there blocking this legislation. I don't understand why every Democrat is not supporting this legislation. My body, my choice, right? Well, that's all we've heard from the Democratic Party for 50 years. My body, my choice. My body, my choice. You, uh, you can't tell me how, you know, it's my decision. Well, then why doesn't that affect a, uh, a quote unquote vaccine? It's not a vaccine. I mean, we can get into the, you know, the genetic manipulation that it's really about. But I mean, you know, the, and that's why I, I think people need to take a hard look at, uh, you know, continue to vote for the same, this that side. I mean, the split right now in the Senate, I think, is two votes in the Arizona State Senate. Yeah. So um, having having some people that will, you know, the, the three pillars of the, the Constitution Party, integrity, liberty, prosperity. And I think if, if, if you like those things and you want to see them for your children and for your grandchildren, take a hard look at, well, because I, I don't know about you, Jason, but you know, I'm a former Republican. And I was a uh, member of the Arizona Republican Party. I was a precinct committee man, went door to door, got signatures, went to meetings. And, you know, I'm, 
maybe fortunately now, you know, um, the scales fell away. Uh, the veil was pulled back. I kind of saw but kind of behind the curtain a little bit with some of the, you know, the John McCain-esque type people and the Jan Brewers and so forth. Yeah, rhinos. Man, there's really just not a big, yeah, not a big difference. You know, Doug Ducey is cut from that cloth. Um, I think this is in 2022 and 2024, you know, the next election's coming up. I mean, I'm just asking everyone I know, say, just take a hard look at really, are they that different? Because we had a situation where, again, integrity, prosperity, and liberty a year ago were under threat. And we had a Republican governor, a Republican House, and a Republican Senate in the state of Arizona. And the House, and the, the state government was in session. They only meet from January to May. All Republicans. And how did voting Republican help your small business? It didn't. Well, I'll tell you how they helped. They did a Sendai, and they basically left work uh, and allowed the governor to do whatever he wanted to do. That's basically what they did. Um Right. Okay, so so what do we do about it? So the Constitution Party, you're going to be hopefully on the ballot as a third party, and you're going to so, run and you're going to run constitutional candidates against Republicans, correct? Well, it's whoever on the ballot. Um, we had so as of we don't have the National Party has not uh, tabulated all the 2020 election data, so I do I do have 2018 uh, national election data, but the Constitution Party again founded in 1992. There are only five federal election commission approved national parties in the United States. Constitution Party, Green Party, Libertarian Party, Democrat, and Republican Party. Yeah, and all the money goes to the... So, uh, since 1992, used to, it was... Absolutely. Lots yeah. of money, I can tell you, as, as a former candidate. Yes, lots of money involved with teachers' unions, all that. Um, but we are we are a nationally recognized uh, party and been around for 30 years. Board we had in 2018 nationally, uh, we ran over 75 candidates in 11 states and got over a quarter million votes, so 250,000 votes for those 75 candidates. Did we win? No. But uh, again, I like to remind people that the Republican Party was once a third party. And you know, in 1850, the Whig Party was it was the Democrat and it was the Whig Party. And by 1860, a mere decade later, the Whig Party did not exist. Gone. Well, wasn't it? So there, wasn't there it? is. Wasn't it Washington himself that said a two-party system is basically secure, you know, basically ensuring tyranny? I mean, didn't he say that himself? Absolutely. We, we you know, he was, I mean, again, leadership, uh, being a servant, a servant leader, humility, all these things we just, we just don't see in our leaders anymore today. But the people that have just, you know, that we're... <laughs> Where are you hearing this? Uh, this, you know, when I ask you, where are you hearing this? Well, the third parties never have a chance. Who's telling you that? A Republican and Democrat. I mean, yeah. right? Yeah, right. I mean, they don't it, want. They don't want. Their, I mean, and then you know, and Ross Perot, who has been the most successful third party national presidential candidate um, of, of my generation, um, he was. You know, he was bashed from both sides. Why? Because they didn't want. He was going to upset the apple cart. And well, we really and need, you have, and you have. Uh, a large percentage of Republican voters that to this very day blame him for George Bush's loss and the Bill Clinton presidency. Okay. So that's why there's a lot of pushback against third parties. And I get that. But the fact is, is that these parties are, the party is not representing the values that they claim they do. So absolutely not. Yeah. So it's time for a change. So tell us uh, quickly, what, what do you guys need the most right now? We need people to go to azconstitutionparty.com and 
simple. I know it's a mouthful, but azconstitutionparty.com. Uh, there they can learn about the Constitution Party here in Arizona. Uh, and they can join. They can volunteer. Um, the National Party, if they want to read more about the pillars and the history and all that, it's constitutionpartyaltogether.com. I just encourage people to, you know, get educated uh, because, you know, the, the alternatives we've seen, you know, are you happy with what we have so far? And the other thing uh, I like to ask, you know, people, and I'm guilty of this, is, you know, we have we have put entirely too much uh, energy on national elections, on presidential elections, because you know everyone gets all animated. Are you for this guy or that guy or this gal or that? Okay, whatever. We, as as people that are you know believers in the Constitution, that I'm a, I'm for military, took a note to the Constitution. Your law enforcement taking a note to the Constitution. We need to have good constitutional local candidates for school board for uh, city council, for May, because one thing 2020, I hope, opened the eyes of people across this land, local elections matter. And, you know, what your mayor here, like, for example, in Tempe, did your business, that's because you paid too much attention to the presidential election and not how many people vote in city elections. Not much. So we, we Arizona AC Constitution Party, learn about it and get involved. And, you know, you're a person with passion and you, I mean, I ran as if you're, you know, run for office, run for, run for school board, run for city council, run for mayor, run for the house, uh, you know, house representatives and in, in here in Arizona. The, if I feel very strongly that if we can get two or three uh, constitution uh, party people in the Arizona house or the Arizona Senate, you know, maybe that person or the persons can be the anchor to kind of hold, pull one side back to uh uh, sanity, because, you know, you mentioned those four Republicans are they're the, you know, they're the last, <laughs> they're the last hope. Uh, uh, and the other thing we really need to f focus on ballot access. We're going to be at the uh, the next uh, Crossroads of the West gun show, which is uh, July 10th and 11th. Mm -hmm. And we have about 200 signatures right now. We need a lot more. We need uh, 31,000. Now, you know, how do you get from 200 to 31,000? Well, we get 200 more signatures and we get those 400 people to get five. Five of your closest friends. Get five of your closest friends to sign this petition. Now we're at 2,000. We get 2,000 to do five. Now we're at 10,000. We get that 10,000 to do five. You know, Samuel Adams, it doesn't take a majority to prevail, but a tireless, irate minority keen on setting brush fires of freedom in the minds of men. That's really, you know, we just, we start, you know, George Washington, the 3%. We get that 31,000 and then we're officially on the ballot here in Arizona. So we're okay now. We're have quote unquote street cred, if you will. Uh, so ballot access is is the big thing. Local candidates is the big thing. And then lastly, we have to have a constitutional Maricopa County Sheriff uh, run in 2024 and win because the you know there is still a law on the books called malfeasance, and it is a felony to to knowingly violate your oath of office to know the oath of office that you took as. Secretary of State, as governor, as a member of the House of Representatives, as a county commissioner, it knowingly violates your oath of office. That's that's a felony. Well, having constitutional sheriffs and constitutional law enforcement is is big time. And um, I I do not have any confidence in our current sheriff. Um, so I really am, am keen on finding and supporting and putting everything we can here in Maricopa County, County behind a constitutional sheriff. And people say, you know, Chris, why, 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 why so animated, man? Why so animated? <laughs> well, there's a great book. I don't know if you've read it, Jason, called The Gulag Archipelago by Alexander Solzhenitsyn. I know that's a mouthful. But he, <laughs> you know, he, 
he won the Nobel Prize. And um, basically, he was a he was a Russian, he was a Soviet artillery officer, and in World War II, decorated. Um, had a friend in Ukraine, and they were riding back and forth. And no area uh, in World War II, outside of maybe you know Nanking, had more people killed, starved, the whole nine than Ukraine. And this person was writing Alexander saying, you know, it'd be nice. I mean, we're fighting hard for freedom. And maybe at the end of this thing, we can have our own freedom. And the secret police, which read everything, kind of like how the media, the, the social media, reading everything. And next thing you know, Alexander is in a he's in a prison. He's a political prisoner and yep. eight years in, in a political prison in the Soviet Union. And when he when his book came out and he was in the 70s and after he'd finally gotten out of the Soviet Union, and someone asked him, you know, the Soviet the Russian people have a long history of fighting against oppression. They, they fought the Mongols and they fought the Tartar. They fought all the, what, what happened? What, what, why did was Stalin and Lenin able to do this? And his response was, we simply didn't love freedom enough. Yep. Yep. I, I couldn't agree with you more. Chris Wilson, Arizona Constitution Party. Wish you the best of luck with that, sir. We'll be backing you all the way. Thank you. Thank, thank you very much. Thanks for listening to Don't Tread on Liberty with Jason Davis. Subscribe on Google Play, iTunes, or your favorite platform. For more Liberty news, check out www.donttreadonliberty.com and subscribe to the blog or join the conversation. 